In this bulletin, inflation and recession on the minds of finance ministers at the G20 summit. Olivia Newton-John honoured in a state memorial service and Australia's Islamic community launches a nationwide blood drive. With the latest SBS News, I'm Greg Diet. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the Australian government isn't able to do as much as it would like to contain inflation, which currently sits at 7.8%. He says inflation has peaked, but the pace of the fall is slower than he'd like. Attending the G20 meeting of finance ministers and bank governors in India, Mr Chalmers says the global pressures on the economy mean Australia, among other nations, faces a perilous path to avoid recession. To combat inflation, the Reserve Bank has increased interest rates nine times since April last year to its current level of 3.35%. Speaking to broadcaster CNBC, Mr Chalmers says it's not his place to question the independence of the Reserve Bank, admitting it has a difficult job. Their job is monetary policy. It's a difficult job. My job is fiscal policy. Equally difficult, uh, but we've got a plan there and a strategy. Uh, We think the inflation peak is behind us in Australia. We certainly hope that that is the case. But inflation will be a bit higher than we'd like for a bit longer than we'd like in Australia. A memorial service in Melbourne is getting underway to honour actress, singer and philanthropist Olivia Newton-John. The co-star of the 1978 film Grease died at the age of 73 last year after living with breast cancer for 30 years. Hamer Hall in Melbourne is hosting the service this afternoon, which will include speakers and performances to honour the icon's 73 years. Across six decades, Newton-John released 28 studio albums, won four Grammy Awards and sold more than 100 million records. Federal Energy Minister Chris Bowen has described proposed changes to the safeguard mechanism as the best chance in a decade to cut emissions from big polluters. The proposed mechanism would cap the emissions of Australia's 215 biggest polluters, and companies that breach the limit would be forced to buy carbon offset credits or trade their emissions with other firms. The government is negotiating the legislation with the Greens, who say they'll only support it on the condition of a ban on any new coal and gas projects. But Mr Bowen says he won't commit to the demand, saying that gas will be needed as Australia transitions away from its dependency on coal. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has called for a dialogue with critics of his plan to overhaul the judiciary. The proposal has triggered mass protests for the last eight weeks, as well as criticism from around the world. If passed, the draft legislation would reduce the Supreme Court's power and give the government more say over judicial appointments. Israeli citizens, it's time to talk. I hear the voices of the people. I hear those who bless the proposal, and I also hear those who fear it. Let's talk here and now without preconditions. No excuses so that together we will achieve a broad agreement for the benefit of all the citizens of Israel, for the benefit of our country. The number of people still missing after Cyclone Gabriel struck New Zealand's North Island two weeks ago has fallen to eight. 
At least 11 people were killed in the disaster and in the storm's immediate aftermath, more than 6,000 were missing because of disruptions to communications. Police say that finding those who remain missing is their top priority, but have also flagged that some people may not wish to engage with authorities for a variety of reasons. More wild weather has hit the North Island this weekend, with heavy rain prompting more evacuations in Hawke's Bay, one of the region's hardest hit by Gabriel. Warnings were also in place in and around Auckland. Australia's Islamic community has launched a nationwide blood drive with the aim of signing up more than 1,000 people across all communities. More than 40 mosques around Australia were set up with stations over the weekend. As part of the annual drive organised by the Islamic Medical Association, and the Australian Red Cross Lifeblood. At least 33,000 donations every week are required to maintain Australia's blood supply, and that need is increasing with the increase in elective surgeries that were put on hold because of the pandemic. The Vice President of the Australian Islamic Medical Association, Dr Habib Burala, says there's a particular need to find donors from diverse migrant communities. In Australia, we need 100,000 new donors every year to meet the growing demands. And we also have to acknowledge that because of the growing diversity of Australian population, uh, there is a need to have diverse population donating blood to match some of the rare blood types to, to match the need of the diverse community. So we're trying to expand our reach as much as possible. I'm Greg Diet, and that's the latest SBS News.